Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we talk to the world's most creative people and we celebrate creative culture and the artists that make it. I'm your host, your faithful host, your intrepid host, Sourdough. And today we're going to talk about why I love buying art. I figured today we'd mix it up. You know, usually we have an interview, somebody way smarter than me, way more creative than me, come on and talk about their career and talk about their journey, which is awesome and a privilege and an honor when people come on. But I've been thinking lately about how we can mix things up with the podcast, how we can bring different content to you. And I thought we'd take on some hot topics and different interesting, compelling subjects that I can take on and wax poetic for a little while that might resonate with you and might add value and help you as you listen me rant and rave about whatever it is that's on my mind. And today I want to rant and rave about why I love buying art. Now, why do I want to talk about this? Well, because I think that a lot of people out there are intimidated when it comes to buying art. And the blue chip art world has done a fantastic job of making art buying a very exclusive, mystifying experience. And of course, the headlines always talk about the multi-million dollar auction sales and the fancy white cube galleries uh, love those stories because, of course, it helps them sell art, more art for millions of dollars. But the fact is that that is like 0.001% of the population or 0.01% of the population are actually buying that level of art. The truth of the matter is most artwork, original artwork, is affordable. There is a ton of affordable original artwork out there priced anywhere from 500 bucks to 5,000 bucks and up to 10,000 bucks. So when I think about the amount of original 
art, contemporary art that's out there priced between 500 bucks and 10,000 bucks. I mean, there is a ton of it, <laughs> a ton of it. And those of you who are shaking your heads right now going, yeah, yeah, sourdough, you're right. A lot of, I got a lot of artwork sitting here unsold, priced, you know, right in there. And so the issue is in supply. The issue is demand. We've got to stoke demand. We got to get people excited about buying art again. You know, the wall art category, the home decor wall art category that we know of, you know, these are the wall prints that we see at Target or Bed Bath and Beyond or, you know, name your department store. And people go and they spend 50 bucks, 100 bucks, 200 bucks maybe on some sort of wall art for their home. The home decor wall art industry is a $6 billion industry. Yeah, you heard me, $6 billion. Don't tell me that 1% to 3% of those people buying that mass-produced so-called art wouldn't trade up and buy original art if they felt empowered to do so. I absolutely believe 1% to 3% of those people would spend a little more money, a few more hundred dollars, maybe $1,000, maybe a couple thousand dollars on real original contemporary art that they really love if they felt empowered to do so. But what's happened is over the last 50 years or 60 years, the, the contemporary, the first world of art, the blue chip art world has done a great job of making good folks like you and me feel really out of the loop. We're not exclusive enough. We're not fancy enough. We're not rich enough to buy art and that, Hey, you know what? I'm not rich. It's cool. I, I'm not, you know, I, it's fine. But the truth of the matter is this hurts artists. Because we have to grow demand, not limit demand. And the truth of the matter is there's a ton of artwork out there priced to sell between 500 bucks and 10,000 bucks and a lot of people that could afford that art. So we need to nurture the mass market for art. We got to grow the pie, guys. We got to grow mass market demand for original contemporary art that most people can afford. And so... You know, fun fact, I don't know if you guys know who Magnus Riesch is, but he's a an economist, super smart guy, PhD, art world consultant, uh, entrepreneur. You know, he was recently interviewed on the Freakonomics podcast, which did a art world series, three-part series on the art world, which you guys should definitely check out. But, I, you know, there was a quote that Magnus mentioned in his interview, and he talked about, you know, about 200 years ago, it was quite commonplace for a household to own 20 to 30 pieces of original art. And so, you know, what the hell happened, right? I mean, I know now owning original art is the exception, not the rule. Most people don't. Most people go spend, you know, money in that $6 billion category for home decor and wall art at the uh, local uh, Bed Bath & Beyond or Target. You know, so we've got to change that. We've got to stoke demand in the mass market for original art. we got to grow the pie, guys. Because that's the best way we can help artists are, you know, the so-called starving artists. Well, they're starving because we haven't nurtured the mass market for original art. If we can grow the pie, grow demand for original art, we're going to put more money in artists' pockets. The blue chip art world, they're not going to do it because they don't need to do it because they're fine. They're absolutely fine. They're making a ton of money. They have their own little ecosystem. God bless them. 
But again, they don't serve 99.9% of artists. The existing business model of the art world fails to serve 99% of artists out there. So it's a very limited business model. It works for a very limited number of people. And so what we need is innovation, right? We need to stoke demand through innovative business models, through different sales practices, and just empowering people and encouraging people to get out there and meet artists and discover art that they love and feel comfortable buying art that speaks to them. Because ultimately, that's why any one person should buy art, because they love it. And they like, they want to look at it every day. It makes them happy, right? That's, you know, part of the limitation, the problem with the existing business model, the blue chip art world, is the fact that it's built on this idea that art is an economic asset that's going to increase in value. And that's why you should buy art. Oh, yeah, sure. You should love it, too. But you should really only buy art as art that's going to appreciate in value. Well, that's bullshit. If the artwork appreciates in value, that's gravy. That's icing on the cake. I have artwork that's appreciated in value, and I'm grateful for that. But that's not why I bought it. I bought it because it spoke to me, and I loved it, and I could afford it. And so I think that this idea that artwork is an economic asset that should appreciate, that should be limited to a few versus the many in a very exclusive kind of way, mysterious, mystical way, I think that serves very few people, and it definitely underserves artists and artists starve, so to speak, because of this model. And the only way we put more money in artists' pockets is by stoking demand, growing the mass market for original, affordable, contemporary art. And that's it. That's it. So, you know, how do you stoke demand? How do you grow the pie? Well, that's a whole nother podcast. And someday I will address that because I have some very specific ideas as to how we do that. But I want to start today by telling my story. I want to start today by simply telling you why I love buying art. And I think some of these reasons will resonate with you. I hope so anyway. And hopefully in hearing my rationale and thinking, you will get inspired to think about buying art yourself and maybe why you want to buy art. But you know, I have I don't know, six or seven really specific reasons why I love buying art. And I just want to talk about them for a little bit. The number one reason, and these are kind of in the order of importance. So we'll just start with the number one most important reason why I love buying art. I love buying art because I like how it makes me feel. You know, if you could see my office right now, I'm surrounded by all kinds of different artworks and some small, some big, some inexpensively priced, some more expensively priced, but I'm surrounded by art because I love the way it makes me feel, makes me happy. And I have pieces and I have a piece actually that I found for five bucks at a flea market that spoke to me. And I said, all the, all this needs is a new frame. I put a new frame on it. I get more compliments on that piece of art and it makes me feel great. And I bought it for five bucks. <laughs> so number one, reason why I love buying art is how it makes me feel, makes me happy every day, makes me think, it makes me, it provokes me. It gives me, you know, it stirs my emotion. And that's what art should do. It should stir you, should make you happy or angry or make you think or make you ponder. You know, nothing's worse than art that doesn't make you feel anything. 
that's by really the only definition by which I define good or bad art. You know, what, you know, if it doesn't make you feel anything, it's probably not so great. So that's number one. I love buying art because I like how it makes me feel. Number two, I like buying art, original art, no matter the price, because ultimately an original piece of art is a unique piece that's not mass produced. I don't personally like feeling like the thing I bought 10,000 other people have. And so, you know, if I buy something that's mass produced, I just don't like that. I like feeling like I have something a little more exclusive, a little more, more precious that is unique and special. And I only, I have, you know, one of a kind or one of a few and it's unique. I like that energy. I like that vibe of something that feels really kind of rare. Right. And that's why I like that piece from the flea market, because I guarantee you nobody, nobody else has that piece I got for five bucks. So this is also why I love buying art, because art, original art is unique and it's not mass produced. It's handmade. Somebody made it. Somebody put their blood, sweat and tears in it. And that means a lot to me. I feel that energy and it makes me feel good. So that's number two. Number three. The third reason why I love buying art is because it helps support small business. That's right. Absolutely. Artists are, are small business owners. And if I'm buying an uh, artwork from an artist, I'm supporting small business. I'm a small business. We're a small business. I'm, you know, small business drive America, drive this economy. And when I buy art, I support small business because I'm supporting those artists. I mean, that's just a fact. And if I'm buying artists from my neighborhood or my community or my local area, I'm supporting the local economy. If I'm buying something mass produced at a department store, I'm not really supporting small business or the local economy, really. I'm just supporting some publicly traded, you know, organization, company, for-profit company. And I, you know, fuck them. I don't really care about them. But I do care about small business and artists are small business owners. So when I buy original art from an artist, I am helping support their small business and I'm helping support the local economy. So that is another reason. The third reason why I love buying art supports small business and helps the local economy. Number four, the fourth reason why I love buying art, quite frankly, is because artists are some of my favorite people. They're just some of my favorite people. I've had the chance to meet and hang out with all kinds of people in my life, you know, obviously artists, scientists and accountants and lawyers and engineers and ditch diggers and plumbers and electricians and steel workers. I'm a working class kid from a blue collar town in the Midwest. I grew up in the shadows of the steel mills uh, outside of Chicago. So, you know, I'm a working class guy. So, so I've, and I love my plumbers and my electricians and my steel workers. Don't get me wrong. And I love my accountant and my lawyer and my doctor. Don't get me wrong. But truth of the matter is artists for me just are the coolest fucking people. I just love them. They just, <laughs> they make me laugh. They make me think they make me feel good. And, you know, quite frankly, the more eccentric or quirky they are, the more I like them. And so, yeah, I, you know, I want to buy, I want to give my money to those people. I want to give my money to cool people who make me think and make me feel good and make me laugh versus, you know, people who, you know, are boring. <laughs> no offense, doctor. No offense, plumber. But, you know, I don't care what you do really in life. Just don't be boring. 
and artists are not boring. They're, you know, my experience, I've, I've been so lucky to know artists my whole life, whether they were musicians or artists, and they have just always been my favorite people. I always prefer to hang out with artists, always. They're some of my best friends. And by the way, they give a shit. They actually give a shit. They give a shit about their work. They give a shit about their community. They give a shit about, about me as a person, which, you know, feels really nice. So I want to support those people. So that's, again, one of those reasons why one of the main reasons I love buying art. And, you know, last but not least, and this is, you know, maybe more self-serving, a little more vain, but I really like buying art, having art in my house and around because I like to see how it starts conversations with people who come over. You know, my, my guests or my you know friends that come over or people that come over and they see something on the wall and they go, wow, that's cool. You know, where did you get that? Or who did that? Or who's this artist? Or who's that artist? And I don't know, that just makes me, I don't know if that makes me feel cultured or smart or whatever, but I just like how the art stirs people to conversation and they engage me and they want to know more. And so it feels like an intellectual dynamic that I can't get, you know, with other things. Right. And so that's it, man. I mean, this is why I love buying art. These are the reasons why I love buying art. And by the way, quite frankly, these are the reasons why you should buy art. You should buy art. The only reasons you should buy art are quite frankly, because a, that artwork makes you feel something, makes you feel good, makes you think it stirs your emotion. Uh, you should buy art because it's unique and not mass produced. You know, I don't know what the carbon footprint of a, you know, mass produced print is. You know, certainly art has a carbon footprint. I'm not going to front to certainly there's a carbon footprint there. But the point is, is that and just something when you have something that's more rare, more limited, it just has a unique vibe. And I just love I love that. And I think that's a good reason why you should also buy art. But also. You should buy art because it supports small business and helps support the local economy. That is huge, guys. That is huge. That is absolutely, you'll find the local art community, find the local artists in your area and go support them. And you should buy art because fucking artists are cool people. If you don't know any artists, go meet some. You'll be glad you did. They're smart. They're funny. They're sometimes dark and, <laughs> and gloomy and they're interesting. Interesting as fuck. And so, you know, stop hanging out with boring people. Go hang out with some artists. You're going to enjoy that a lot and you're going to learn from them and you're going to grow from them. So artists are super cool people. So that's another reason why you should buy art. And by the way, you should also buy art because when it's in your house and your friends or family come over, they're going to ask you about it. And they're going to want to have a conversation about it. And they're going to want to talk about it. It's going to make you feel good and make you feel smart and make you feel a little more uh, sophisticated. Maybe I don't know. But anyway, it's a good conversation starter in the old house. So that's it, guys. That's it. That's why I love buying art. And I encourage you guys to buy art, original art, handmade by local artists. And you know, if it appreciates a value, great. That's gravy. That's icing on the cake. But I tell you, every day you wake up and you see that piece, whether it appreciates a value or not, it's going to increase your mental health. It's going to increase your, your attitude. It's going to help you feel better about your life and your day. And that's a huge reason why I buy art and you should buy art because it just makes me feel damn good. And so that's that guys. That's that. 
that's our little hot topic for today. I just wanted to share with you why I love buying art, maybe inspire you to buy art. And, you know, and we'll, uh, we'll support artists and put money in their pocket and, you know, help to, you know, mitigate that uh, stupid stereotype about starving artists. And uh, we'll support the local economy and support small business, which is huge. So that's it, guys. Uh, without further ado, I guess uh, we'll just uh, sign off. And But before I do, I want to encourage you to call the hotline, 833-668-7325. Tell me what you thought about this episode. I also want you to check out notrealart.com. Check out all the great content we have on there featuring some amazing artists. And we've got a lot of good things happening. Definitely check out on notrealart.com. So, and, you know, be sure to like this episode and share it and comment and put it on social and tell your friends about it. You know, all that stuff helps uh, make the algorithm gods happy and it helps us. So thanks for that. All right, guys, this is Sourdough signing off, and uh, you have a beautiful day. Thanks for listening to the Not Real Art Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Not Real Art is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Our theme music was created by Ricky Peugeot and Desi Deloro from the band Parlor Social. Not Real Art is created by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Not Real Art. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating creative culture and the artists who make it.